welcome to Auntie B's Advice, everything you need to know about sex, love, and life. I'm your Auntie B, and on today's episode, this auntie's getting real. Stay tuned. Welcome back. So I'm going to share something with you that... Quite honestly, I didn't know if I was going to do in a podcast, but since I wrote a blog post about it today, I thought, you know, if I can't be honest with the people that I am choosing to be honest with, then I'm being a fraud. So I'm going to come out with all of it. So Monday, I had what is called a disassociative episode. I had gone over to my neighbor's house and as I was talking to her and talking about some things that had been going on with me, I started to feel as if I was slip sliding. The best way I can describe it is feeling like I was walking through a fog. I started to feel nothing, nothing at all. I didn't feel happy, I didn't feel sad, I didn't feel angry. I was just disconnected. And as the day went on, the disconnection became easier and easier to embrace. And even though I was talking and walking and eating and doing all the things that people do, who I am, what makes me me, was sleeping somewhere deep inside. You see, the last few months I've really been struggling and I think I've been lying to myself and I've certainly been lying to others because while it's easy for me to put on this happy facade and say that, hey, I'm great, life is okay, that's not always true. I feel things deeply. I'm intense. And it's nothing that I'm ashamed of. I like that I have that capacity to feel. But it comes from a lifetime of feeling almost nothing at all. I went through a lot of things when I was younger that I didn't deal with and that I didn't get help for. And I felt a tremendous amount of shame. And so rather than acknowledge that I needed help, I went through all the day-to-day motions of life without really actively participating in it. This is a really hard thing for people to understand, especially people who have never been through trauma, because if you've never experienced pain, if you've never experienced pain at that level, I should say, it is almost impossible to wrap your brain around. The first thing that people think of when they hear disassociation is Sybil, right? The wire hangers. Um, And yes, that can be part of it. But no, I don't have multiple personalities. What I have is a very fractured psyche. I have a very damaged young woman who never got the help that she needed and who tried for the longest time to do this by herself. Now, I won't lie and say I didn't go to therapy. I did. I got tools and there would be times where months weeks, hell, even years, I would be perfectly fine. When I had my children, 
I felt an incredible sense of connection to them. I felt an incredible amount of joy and awe, like any new mother would. When I started my career, I felt excitement. I felt nerves. So I'm not saying that I'm incapable of feeling. I, I can feel and feel very deeply. But sometimes, especially for a trauma survivor, feelings can be too much. The first time this happened to me was when I was assaulted at 15. I trusted a young man to give me a ride home. And instead of giving me a ride home, he took me to his apartment. And there with his two friends or cousins or whatever the fuck they were, they took their turns. And while they did that, I was somewhere else. I watched. And I know that sounds really strange, but it was like being a spirit self. The body that was there was being hurt and violated, but I wasn't connected to that body. I wasn't connected to that pain. I wasn't connected when I was dropped off at my door. I wasn't connected when I was in the shower or when I went to school the next day. I tried so hard to bury all of that. And that's honestly one example of sadly many where I learned coping tools that were not healthy at all. So on Monday, did any particular thing happen? No. I have a good life, as odd as that sounds. I love the man that I am with more than anything in this world. He is honestly the first person in my entire life that has ever made me feel safe. But I've experienced a lot of change in the last probably year or so. And change for somebody who needs routine, who needs stability, who needs to be able to count on the day-to-day is incredibly difficult. And sometimes too much change at once. It's like, well, like I described in the blog I wrote today. It's like taking a snowball, standing at the top of a mountain, and then being surprised when it becomes an avalanche at the bottom. Eventually, all those things that you're dealing with and that you're trying to pack away and that you're trying to hide and that you're trying to not acknowledge, well, let's look at it this way. If you put enough papers in a box, eventually you can't close the lid, right? And that's how emotions are too. If you try to pack all of that away and aren't willing to say, I'm not okay, then that lid's going to bust open and those papers are going to scatter everywhere. And that's kind of what happened to me on Monday. There was no particular trigger. There was no particular instance. I just think it had been building up. And as I slowly started to kind of fade away, I won't bullshit you. It felt pretty fucking great. I wasn't feeling anything. 
And there was a part of me that wanted to stay there. And I scared the ever-loving shit out of everybody that I love. My husband especially. He eventually called 911 because he was terrified for me, and rightfully so. And while some people's reactions would be anger or fear, what I felt was love. He was willing to do the hardest thing that he had to do in order to make sure that I was okay. And let me tell you, if you ever want to know if you're married to the right person, go a little fucking crazy and see how they react. I snapped out of it because when I was younger, my mother had a break and I had to take her to the hospital and I had to watch them tranquilize her basically. And I think that fear, that absolute terror of being put in a padded room somewhere and visions of clockwork orange running through my fight or flight induced brain kind of snapped me out of it. And that is a hard thing for people to understand because how can you be completely disconnected and then come right back? It's a coping mechanism. It's what I learned a long time ago felt good and felt safe. I have entire pieces of my childhood that are gone. I can't remember faces and I don't remember names. I don't always remember what day of the week it is or if somebody has told me about plans they kind of go in one ear sort through my brain and then find their way back out not because I'm not listening and not because I don't care but my brain wired itself differently through all of the things that I'd gone through and even though I've functioned and I've done really great things in my life, there are still those fractures inside me that have never truly gone away or healed. And so when I become incredibly stressed out or overwhelmed, those go-to things kind of automatically take control. I'm really excited about the therapy that I'm going to be starting on Monday, which is going to be using the rapid, uh, rapid eye movement desensitization and brain spotting techniques. Because honestly, I am good at giving advice. I have a tremendous wellspring of compassion and understanding and knowledge and it's something that I'm very proud of. But I've also spent over 20 years hoping my demons and my pain would just disappear. And I understand now that that's not how it works. It doesn't go away. There's this duality, not just in myself, but in all of us. We're taught that there are things we don't talk about. There are things we don't say. 
because to say those things, to put them out there in the atmosphere and to be open is to somehow be seen as weak. And I'll counter that with saying that what is weak is to deny you need help. What is weak is to say, I'm okay when you're not. What is weak is to lie to yourself and to others and accept things that you shouldn't because you want to keep the peace. What is brave is to say you're not okay. What is brave is to say, I need my village. I need my team. And so part of sharing this with you and part of sharing it online is today I'm choosing to be brave. I don't know that I will ever get all of my pieces back. I don't know that I need to, to be quite honest. I do know that I want today, tomorrow, and every day after that to be one where my experiences are my own, where they are not shaped by my fears, they are not molded by my past, and they are not painted by the actions that others took when I wasn't able to help myself. I'm excited, oddly excited about starting therapy. And it probably seems ironic that here I am with an advice podcast and admitting that I'm gonna go see somebody myself. But I think in a way that's part of what advice is, right? I can be somebody who can help others and still admit that I need to help myself. I can be someone who can share wild and crazy stories and experience joy and love and happiness and still admit that I feel pain and that I feel sorrow and that sometimes I don't have all the answers and be okay with that. So I'm going to keep podcasting. I'm going to keep sharing my stories and I'm going to keep sharing my advice because one does not invalidate the other. You can be someone who does good and is good and still need a little bit of help yourself. So there you have it. Went away for a day and I came back. And you know, I'm glad I did. I don't want to go away again. And I'm hopeful that with this therapy and with being honest and putting myself out there that I am having a new sense of accountability that will make sure that I get to stay in the present and connected from here until that lovely, lovely end. And hopefully that will be a very, very long time from now. So I'll share something with you that I wrote on my blog today because it's how I feel. When I was a little girl and going through things and hiding, I kind of thought of myself in some ways like Pinocchio, 
wanting to be a real girl. I wanted to feel like I was connected to myself and to my life. And then as I got older, I realized maybe I was more like Humpty Dumpty. I'd fallen off that wall and I spent over 20 years looking for the king's men in quite honestly, sometimes very unhealthy ways. Always hoping that I could be put back. Today though, I can tell you that, yeah, I am most likely more like Humpty, but he didn't have the king's men because it's a story, it's not real. I, however, do. I have therapy. I have people who love me. I have friends. I have children that I adore. So I'm going to work on putting those pieces back. And then I'm going to get my ladder and I'm going to get my ass up back up on that wall because it's a pretty fucking cool view. And I'm all right with spending the rest of my life seeing it again. So this is your Auntie B throwing some truth at you, giving you some of my own. Please do remember if you're struggling, you're not alone. You don't need to do this by yourself. Find your village, find your support. If you feel like you don't want to be here, if you feel like it's too much, call the suicide hotline, get help. There's never any shame in owning who you are only shame comes from denying your worth. Thanks for listening and tune back soon. Bye.